0: Welcome to this Bravely Being You podcast, recorded live on one of our Sparkle School classroom calls. Each week, intuitive-feeling type women share what it's like to be a small and mostly invisible minority in a sensing-majority world. Many of us suspect that we're incredibly smart and creative, but we can't always find the words to say so. We sense that we're meant for more, but too often subtle for less. These are just two of the many challenges that are constantly shifting in the back of our very complex minds. Like the ever changing sparkles in a kaleidoscope. At Bravely Being You, we embrace our complexity and sensitivity as rare, intuitive feeling type women. Enjoy. Good morning, everyone. This is Shayla, and I want to welcome you
1: to Sparkle School, where together we access our innate intuitive wisdom as unique, self valuing, and deeply feeling women and share who we're becoming in a safe, sensitive community. In recent weeks, we've been using as our discovery lens the life area of family, and in particular, family of origin, that group of people who saw us through our earliest years. This week, we focused the family of origin lens on the life area of living space. We first learn about how to respect, organize, decorate, and manage a living space as children. And we do so pretty much without realizing that such learning is taking place. It's quite likely that most children never think much about the space they are living in growing up in the same way that an egg doesn't stop to think about its shell. The psychologists now agree that the environment we grow up in can greatly influence who we become as adults and then, of course, who we become can greatly influence how we think about our adult living spaces. In one way, our early home or homes make up the family soup pot from which we draw our nourishment or lack of nourishment in all areas of life. If we're lucky, our early living space is true to the old adage, home is where the heart is. But regardless of the amount of love we receive at home, It is always a place of early learning as a child. In the food preparation and eating areas, we learn about our health and nutrition. In the bathroom, we first learn about having a clean body and about sanitation and dental care. One early experience of the power of money might come when a parent says something like, this is my house, I pay for it, and you'll follow my rules while you live here. We first learn about work at home through the responsibility we're given to complete certain jobs and chores. Or we might learn that living space work is something that someone else does, a parent, a housekeeper, or a cleaning service. Most of us first learn about play in our childhood living space through interactions with siblings and friends. We might learn that home can be a safe retreat when life is the, in the outside world treats us unkindly or unfairly. Or sadly, we might learn that home is a dangerous place to be. Our bedroom, a sleeping space growing up, might truly be a sanctuary where we learn from infancy to trust that we can lose consciousness altogether. for well, many nighttime hours and then wake up ready to face or even embrace the world again. Happenings at home give us our first glimpses of relationships and romance, and it is often in our living space that we first learn about the aspects of our spirituality. It is fair to say, then, that the living space we knew in our family of origin was foundational to who we have become as adults. An article in The Atlantic cites Susan Clayton, an environmental psychologist, as saying, for many people, their home is part of their self-definition, which is why we do things like decorate our houses and take care of our lawns. These large patches of vegetation serve little real purpose, but they are part of a public face people put on displaying their homes as an extension of themselves, unquote. This quote brings up some interesting questions regarding living space. Do we, as adults, choose, organize, decorate, and maintain our homes, hoping to impress others? Or do we feel free to choose and outfit our living space to meet our own unique, emerging needs as vital, ever-changing adults, or perhaps both? For me, my living space functions as a mirror for my inner life, When there's an area of my home that is not kept as neat and tidy as my INFJ self would prefer, I ask myself, how might this unkept area be a reflection of some unsettling aspect of me? This has helped me many times, not only to tidying up my living space, but in weeding out limiting self-concepts and beliefs.
0: Thanks for listening. If you'd like to explore further, download powerful self-reflective journaling prompts for this episode at the bottom of the page, or find the corresponding podcast number at bravelybeingyou.com forward slash podcast.